0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So are people changing their mind about this forced vaccine nonsense? Or are they changing how they deal with the employees who have forced them to change their mind? Southwest is the story, but first we are following... Uh, that there was a lockdown at Walter Reed Hospital. What's strange is that the story is being reported, but it's not getting discussed. You know, like when you when you hear about this kind of thing, a bomb threat at Walter Reed Medical Center, which is a U.S. Navy base. That's a, you got cameras, you got people covering it. No one's really covering it, but everyone is reported on it. Staff and visitors is in Bethesda, Maryland, ordered to shelter in place. Uh, the gates were closed to non-emergency traffic. This is where presidents, vice presidents go to get uh, checked out. Uh, this started earlier today, that the installation had received a phone call. This is how Naval Support Activity Bethesda refers to it on Twitter. The installation received a phone call from an anonymous source stating there is a bomb at or near Building 10. Security personnel responded on the scene. The base on lockdown all personnel should shelter in place. All gates are closed to non-emergency traffic. The public is asked to avoid the area. Now, I got to tell you that, that you would think that this would get more coverage. So either it is nothing of nothing, or they expect it to be nothing of nothing, or they've been asked not to give it too much coverage. Something we're going to keep an eye on. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. That is the number. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Uh, The polling says that Joe Biden's numbers are fallen. Honestly, we should have some Tom Petty music set up for anything like that. Anytime there's a bad poll, Free Falling should be playing. I know, it's not necessarily original, but I, I like Tom Petty, so might as well do it. According to the Quinnipiac Poll, 37% 37% approve of Joe Biden's job as president, 52% uh, disapprove. This was uh, over a over a 3-day period in October. Is anybody surprised? Anyone at all? The people think Joe Biden who think Joe Biden is doing a, a good job are the people who work at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The people in the private sector don't think that he's doing a good job. The people who actually have to earn their own way don't think that he's doing a good job. The staff at Southwest Airlines does not think that Joe Biden is doing a good job. And this is where the story begins on pushback on mandates. Again, mandates are wrong. Those CEOs engaged in mandates are wrong. Those pushing the idea that you should force people into being vaccinated are wrong. So Southwest had a plan that you, if you had workers with pending exemptions, medical or religious, they would be on unpaid leave after December 8th. But they have now decided, no, 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 we're not going to do that. They've put that plan to the side. So you have Southwest and Americans that are, you know, they're federal contractors, and what Joe Biden did was sign an executive order that said federal contractors, uh, everyone who's a federal contractor has to be uh, vaccinated. He can do it. I haven't heard uh, a legal challenge to that. The fact that he shouldn't is secondary. It's a question of whether you can. Private companies can mandate vaccines. The question is, should they? Now, I don't actually want to tell private companies what they can and can't do i don't want that because if this is if this is the case where we tell private companies what they can and can't do then we start telling private companies what they can and can't do private companies need to make decisions for themselves and sometimes they make bad decisions and sometimes that means employees leave some people are taking a look at this and saying oh look i I don't want the people I work with to be forced into taking a vaccine, so therefore, if you don't get rid of the vaccine mandate, I'm out. We've seen this. I can appreciate it conceptually. I think it's the wrong hill to die on, which is a pretty, I get it, kind of bold thing to say in today's society. Let's say you work for a company, and that company decides... Vaccines. Everyone has to be vaccinated. You already are vaccinated. Somebody else isn't vaccinated. Now you go about saying drop the mandate or I'm leaving. I think that's the wrong hill to die on. I'm not saying you can't do it. I am not saying that you aren't right in being disgusted by the mandate. I'm suggesting. That you are doing yourself and that person the larger disservice. You want to leave, leave. You want to make the ultimatum and then the ultimatum is rejected. Okay. Now you're somebody who made an ultimate ultimatum and it didn't work out. So I don't think I don't know necessarily where the value is in that, unless, of course, you simply want to show other people that you you're you're going to 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 live by these rules. The question is, are you bothered by what the company does to the extent that you want to leave? If the company engaging in a mandate is more than you can take, that's when you leave. Now, other people may say, you know what? I'm going to leave, but I ain't going to leave today. I'm going to leave when i can when the timing's right when i'm able to find this deal i'm going to take a breath take a beat make sure i've got this all under control i am not bringing this to you from a personal level rather i'm taking a look at i'm taking a look at it from a where is the place that you must i think put yourself on the line or should if someone said do x or else, that is where you can decide to make your stand. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a very personal, personal example. Um, many companies have engaged these vaccine mandates. Southwest has engaged them. They were going to lay people off or not pay them. i put them on unpaid leave if they had not, you know, proven that they had a religious or medical exemption. But they've now decided to get rid of that. Your company, if if my radio company mandates vaccines, which they do, I can make the decision on whether or not I stay or I go. The company can mandate it. The question is whether or not you think that's right or wrong. Is that the hill to die on? Well, you could decide from a medical perspective, it's not something I want to do. Or you could decide, I'm already vaccinated. It doesn't affect me. People can make these decisions. But you made a decision to get vaccinated based on your own thoughts and ideas as opposed to force. On that, who knows what someone does? But if you are, let's say, in my position, I think the bigger place where you got to speak up is if someone said, hey, you're not allowed to speak about X, Y, or Z. Hey we'd rather you didn't talk about a, B or C. If you're if I'm being asked, that's a bigger one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bigger one. I'm just saying if I'm ranking the things. the moment will come where we all have to make decisions. The moment will come. I have said, More than once, I do not want to have conversations about vaccine status. Because when you're in any position behind a microphone and you now have to engage, you did this, you didn't do that, now becomes this political football that people want to use for their cause or use against you or use against someone else. I'm not interested. A medical decision I make or don't make is is what's utilized by other people for folly? I talk about a million things on the show. No, they want to use this. I I don't want to give them that. But I know the moment will come that I will be outed. One way or another. Either outed out of a gig or outed by decisions made. And we will eventually have to have those conversations. Which I will tell you, I have already been very vocal in my displeasure of having to come to that. a so no way to be treated, if you ask me. And the decision though, that I will have to make is based on me. The decisions that others make will have to be based on others and i think it would be a strange thing for me to say i don't like the way others made their decision about what the private decision of the business was therefore i'm gone too i can't do that i don't think that's i don't think that's the leg to stand on i don't i think people i i i don't know if you could drag people into that I think people have to stand up for the things that they believe in and value. And if they say no, they say no. And they deal with those consequences. Just like Southwest and the local hospital and the police departments deal with the consequences of this force. This was yesterday's conversation. What is the value Of telling nurses, get vaccinated or you're out of a job. What do the hospitals win? They win nothing. And the society that that, that utilizes that hospital loses greatly. They lose. They lose huge. What value does Chicago gain by saying vaccinated or you're out of a job? They gain nothing. They lose, and society loses huge. Same with San Francisco. Same with Seattle. Same with Indianapolis. It's all the same. The CEOs, the mayors, the governors are not asking themselves, what is the value? What do I win? What do I get? Why aren't they asking that question? And why isn't it being demanded of them? Why don't they care? That is the question. And society is gonna have to look at those people and say, you made bad decisions. You made bad decisions and you hurt all of us because you're radical. You are absolutely, positively radical. That's what you are. I think radical people should be dealt with accordingly. I'll give you an example. I'm watching here the New York Post. They've got a video. They've been in the U.K., uh, they've been having these um, things about climate, this, that, and 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 the other. And so people have been blocking traffic in a certain area. They've been blocking traffic and blocking traffic, and people just sit in the road. And then people get out of their cars and drag people to the side of the road, and then they'll just come back and sit down. Like somehow that's an okay thing to do. And here comes a mom. There's, there's language, so I can't uh, share it with you. Here comes a mom, screaming and yelling, get out of the road. They won't get out of the road, so she takes her car and starts running them over. They're sitting there in the middle of the road, up against her bumper, and she's moving her car, and the climate activist can't believe it. How dare you do such a thing? What do you think you're doing running people over? You're blocking traffic in the middle of the road. What did you think was going to happen? They never thought about what was going to happen. They believed that they're so important and so special that everybody was just going to go along. And next thing you know, everyone's going to stop using their cars, and everyone's going to stop using electricity, and, and planet Earth and Mother Gaia are saved. It never dawned on them that a parent may run them over. When the Antifa Black Lives Matter groups block traffic, they're always amazed when somebody runs them over. Getting run over when you're in the middle of traffic is the result. You tell people, get a vaccine, or you're fired, and you're surprised that people leave? Really, there's a CEO that's surprised by this? Because that would be the holy damn dumbest CEO in America. Mayors are surprised by this? Dumbest mayor in America. Television talking head surprised by this? The dumbest. I do not see the value in saying, somebody else made a decision, the business made a decision, so I'm going to take the stand. I do see the value in taking the stand for you. If we're going to make the argument that this is a personal decision, the business can make the personal decision, the business decision, for what's best for their business. They, I don't think they've really thought through what is best. That's my point. But the person has to make the decision for what is best for them. And it's okay if it's different from somebody else's decision. It doesn't make someone right and someone wrong. It doesn't make someone good and someone evil. Force is always evil, though. That's worthy of remembering. I'm Tony Counts. So the Democrats are talking about undocumented immigrants. Uh, we call them illegal immigrants because that's what it is. keep
1: our company, co- country going, no one stopped to ask them about their immigration status. They responded despite severe threats to their own health and to their families. No one stopped at that time to say, what is your status? We owe a profound debt of gratitude to these essential workers, and it's time for us to pay that debt.
0: We don't pay a debt by having a porous border. We don't pay a debt by telling people who broke uh, the law that we're okay with it. What are you you referring to? There's a group of members of Congress uh, there on on, on the steps of the Capitol. This This is a foolhardy argument that I I do argue America has not bought into. Nor have they bought into the argument of undocumented, which is one of the greatest bits of wordplay ever. See, they're not here illegally. They're just missing certain pieces of paper. They're missing the certain pieces of paper because they're here illegally and they broke the law. Just like if I was in your house uninvited. I would be breaking the law. I am not an undocumented house guest. It's not the way it works. But they keep making this argument again and again and again. I actually think America has made a turn on this. Now, maybe there's data out there that shows that, no, this this actually is effective. I don't see it. This has been going on for two decades now, this undocumented this, that, and the other, possibly longer. But I'll give it two doc- two decades that I have been most cogent of it I don't think that people buy in I've got much more to get to on immigration because there's a whole thing with Trump and and a report out about what Trump wanted to do about the border and I I think people would have agreed with him we should really be looking into where the the real problems uh, exist if, if you're going to drain the swamp well there's a way to do it but you got to fire tens of thousands of people to do so They're focused on voting rights. Oh, and the infrastructure bill is back, but they're not calling it infrastructure. It's glorious, this wordplay. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. Amazon is doing the story of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. And I want to make sure I'm seeing this right. It stars Nicole Kidman?
1: Yeah, I I don't think that's wrong. Why is that an issue? Nicole Kidman is Lucille Ball? What's So people are really upset about that. I, I don't get why. I want to be
0: uh, first things first. I'm not upset about it. I want to be perfectly clear. I just, I'm trying to picture it. I saw the trailer. It For all the things that she is capable of doing, you want to talk about a role that would most, most affect her range. Like, you want to prove that you're a top-tier actress? Be Lucille Ball. Nicole Kidman
1: is a good actress.
0: Well, we're about to find out. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So it's Javier Bardem and it's Nicole Kidman. J.K. Simmons is in it now. J.K. Simmons is the guy uh, from your uh, your uh, farmers insurance commercials. J.K. Simmons uh, plays the guy who runs the Daily Planet in 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 the DC movies. I forget his name, but J.K.
1: Simmons. J. Jonah Jameson. Is that it? That's his character's name. Yeah. All
0: right, if you say so. He he won the Oscar, I believe it is for the movie Whiplash. So good. I can't watch it. Why? I saw one scene of that movie, and, and it's about this—he, this—he, he, like conducts a, a, like a, like a student orchestra, if you will, and and uh, he's just this intense cat who's trying to bring out the best, and it's this like how you 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 dig into your to these musicians and break them down, try and build them up. I watched one scene. I said it was too intense. I can't. Yeah, that's like how you and me work together. Like you I, are it is, it is <laughs> not. It is not. I pay no attention to you. And then I just keep on doing my thing. You're like, you can't say this and you can't do that I'm like, that's
1: great Ari
0: thanks for sharing and then I do anything I want
1: I'm surprised that like got like you can't separate oh, the you can't I, separate it.
0: so uh, it's it's like my wife is very into uh, the dystopian tales.
1: Ah, and, and, certainly,
0: and certainly into sci-fi. Uh, my my wife is uh, the the biggest Battlestar Galactica fan I know. Her love of the Expanse is is un- unending. Good taste. Unending. Uh, and she's also into the Dystopian. I I am not interested in watching Dystopian. I could just turn on the news. I don't I don't need I don't need the, the 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 TV the pretty box to do this to me. It's not what I want. Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime for. It's just not my thing. Um, and I can't, I can't watch that kind of stuff because when I see the character that is Simmons in this film, uh, the only answer is to punch him in the face. And nobody punches him in the face. You know what movies I can't stand? Saw.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Except
0: I am so stunned by how – you know the Saw movies, right? The whole torture concept. I'm so stunned at how they come up with the torture ideas. I'm like, that's insane. Who thought of that? That I marvel at. Because, like, how do you, how do you think that, that crazed? But the whole premise of the Saw films is the idea that there's this guy out there that wants you to feel alive and, and be thankful for, for your life. And are you willing to really fight for your life? And I'm always like, who is this scumbag? Put me in some life and death situation
1: so he can prove to me how happy I should be. That's not his job. Have you never been in a situation where there's an authority figure who you can't just talk back to? Nope. In your life? Never? In my life. Well, I'm jealous of you. And the reason is, is because I am not
0: built to be able to do it. There are times in this world where we all taste a little bit of the uh of of the s right you you eat the blank sandwich as they say the key is to have enough bread so you only taste a little bit of the s that's that's how it goes uh, i have mostly worked for myself my whole life and when i was working in situations where I wasn't working for myself uh I I did not last long I simply did not accept it and part of my my issue which is I think actually a better way to do things uh, it, it, as and as a as somebody who does hire people now I I I I focus on this uh people do not work for me they work with me in the same way that I do not work for people I work with people and if you want to view it as I work for you we're done yeah, we're done good, good rule I like that I simply I can't be a a part of that. Now, I can appreciate that I have my job to do and you have your job to do, and if your job requires firing me, well, I can accept this. In the same way I accept the idea that the people who are the anti-capitalists are not only wrong, but they're ignorant because their objection is that somebody makes dollars off of me. Well, the answer is that's how I prove my worth. If someone pays me $10 an hour, but I don't create $11 worth of output I'm valueless. I don't, I don't bring anything to them that's worthy of the $10. Now, if I find that, hey, they're paying me 10 and they're getting $23 worth of, of output. So that should at least mean I get 15, right? Now I negotiate and they could say, well, uh, we, don't, we, we don't wanna lose out because look at all the output Katz is providing. So okay, we can go to this and we're still getting good output, great. That's how it works if i'm not providing more then it's costing them why why would why would you have me out of the goodness of your heart i i don't think that would be i don't think that would be the case so i always accept those things but i i don't i don't accept the 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 top downs this is always conversational always sometimes there are rules well, i can accept rules but i can't accept the attitude that comes with it
1: uh, i, 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 I i'm i'm envious of you i wish i could have been like that as a young as a young twenty-year-old, I don't
0: know if it was because I was bright or I was a fool. I, I'm—I mean, I'm not—I'm not sure. But it, it's baked in now. So That's—it's—it's not going anywhere.
1: I told you by, before I worked here. I was a basketball coach. The guy I worked for was, oh my god, I—that was the worst experience of my life. I got really? chewed out, and insulted, and beat down relentlessly.
0: Yeah, that see that's that's not going to happen once. That's just that's just not going uh, to to happen that I, I can i can tell you that maybe as a as a very very young man i had one or two of those experiences working in a restaurant or whatever but i didn't it didn't it didn't last long and it didn't mean anything to me in the one professional job uh, that i that i had when i was living in new jersey i can remember that the the boss i forget her name what was quizzing me on some of this stuff. It was about it was advertising something or other, and I clearly and I was learning. So I was learning the 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 terminology and learning everything else. And she did this in front of like seven people, just right there in the op. Nope, do it again. Nope, that's not right. Nope, this. Uh, I was gone two weeks later.
1: Oh yeah, public shaming is unacceptable.
0: I, I sorry, I just well, I wasn't gonna be a part of that. That's all.
1: I wish I could have been like that, man.
0: You know. Now I'm only sorry. Uh, that I um I didn't just get up and walk out right there and then. But sometimes you gotta learn your way through that. Sometimes you gotta learn your way uh through that. And if I'm the drummer in this movie Whiplash with JK Simmons, or is it Simons, and he's screaming at me, boom, he's getting punched in the face. I mean, and so I can't I can't relate to it. And and but it was so it was too much. I couldn't be a part of that. I couldn't watch it. But he is an absolutely fantastic actor. Clark Gregg is in this movie about uh, Lucille Ball and Ricky Ricardo. Phil Colson? Phil Colson from uh, Agents Avengers of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's sensational. I'm always sorry they wrote him out of the movies. I'm not enjoying the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Uh, he's, uh, he's, you are? Oh, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, it's so bad. It's uh, what is Tony streaming? Marvel: Ages of Shield, and it's just it's it's a mess. We need
1: to they, do that segment.
0: They they held on too long, right? They're all cougar, too close to the edge. They they gotta let go, they gotta let go. It's it's just terrible. But he's a great actor, and it's written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. And I don't care about his politics. I want that guy smoking weed and making movies. That's all I want, because Sorkin is stunning. Sorkin is amazing. So
1: unrealistic, but so good.
0: So yeah, I I will uh, I will I will watch the movie. Yeah, I will one hundred and fifty percent watch this movie. But I, I'm telling you, the idea of the idea of uh, Nicole Kidman's Lucille Ball, huh? I mean, it's a it's a stretch of a part. It's just a it's just a that is not an easy one to do. Let me get to infrastructure, because we're no longer calling it infrastructure here. We are in a weird, weird place where they're trying to bring back the $3.5 trillion infrastructure package, and now they're not calling it infrastructure. I think they now call it social spending. Oh, because, you know, that makes a difference. You see, when you called it an infrastructure bill, I was opposed to it. But now it's it's a social spending bill. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Everything's fine now. Whatever you want to spend, $3.5 trillion, go right to it. It's madness. They're not at $3.5 trillion. They're going to be at about $1.9 trillion. Funny, I, I called this. I did a video yesterday over on my Facebook page. Tony Katz Radio. I do videos with Americans for Prosperity, and we've been talking about this subject. And I said, you will probably see Democrats try and bring this in at $1.9 trillion, $1.95 trillion. That way it's under $2 trillion so they can show how much they've lowered the spending. Now, the progressives don't care. The progressives don't care because the spending is inconsequential to them. What they are interested in, solely and exclusively is their ideological wish list. They're saying that they're making progress on
2: this social spending bill. Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. ...inflationary concerns are short-term in nature and we will continue to try to do everything possible to address uh, those dynamics. He also talked to us about the connection between the Build Back Better agenda uh, and the economic growth that would result when we get the Build Back Agenda over the finish line as we will do. And certainly significant progress has been made uh, in that area over the last few days. And we are all feeling very positive about the coming together that is clearly occurring as we land these planes. Uh, and lastly, Dr. Zandi talked to us about the importance of a fully inclusive economy and how a fully inclusive economy uh, will lead to greater economic growth and prosperity for the... Now you understand why they call it
0: a social spending bill. Maybe they can get more people involved if they bring the wokeness to it. But they still want to spend $3.5 trillion, and they still push this remarkable lie I mean, an incredible lie that it won't add anything to the debt. And the White House keeps pushing it out, and others keep pushing it out, and Jen Psaki gets asked about it, and she is obstinate. I mean, just stunned that anybody
1: would ask. He the President still
2: believes uh, that Build Back Better will not add a dime to the national debt.
1: Correct, it won't.
2: Why, would he, why, why should Americans believe that?
0: Because it won't? Go. Why would it, should Americans believe that Americans believe that because it won't? That's her answer. Now, I'm going to get into I have a whole sake thing. Um, uh, maybe we, one could argue that she's cracking under the strain. Maybe one can argue it's simply not fun repeatedly having to lie for a living. May, maybe that's it. Maybe that's exactly what we're looking at here. But one thing is for sure, these kinds of answers show a level of tone deafness that is absolutely incredible and unbelievable. Just like the idea of pushing forward on this bill under a new name. They're still not talking about infrastructure It's roads and bridges, ports, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the woke stuff. By the way, since I'm on I'm the conversation of woke, can I just quickly change gears to Katie Couric? Because this happened this morning on the third hour of the Today Show, and Katie Couric explaining why she failed as an anchor for CBS.
1: Also, sort of notice a change, and I think it, it sort of happens when you decide to leave the Today Show. And so when I was reading this, I wanted to ask you, do you think you changed? Do you you think the person that became so successful in the Today Show became a different person when you decided to leave?
2: I don't really. I think the problem is probably I didn't change enough when I went to CBS. I was more of a product of the Today Show and NBC, and I think it was a real culture clash. Mm. Uh, I don't think People internally really accepted me. And I thought we were much further along when it came to sexism Uh, because I enjoyed such a great position at the Today Show. I thought America was really ready Mm. for a female anchor of the evening news. And I think we were just not as far along as I naively thought.
0: You see that? If you weren't such a sexist, you would have watched Katie Couric on the evening news. But you were a sexist, so you didn't, and you ruined her. I look forward to the day where this is not a conversation piece in America. I'm kidding. This is going to be with us for the rest of our lives. I'm Tony Katz. So, Walmart announcing their Black Friday specials. I mean, we called this one. They're starting November 3rd. And then they'll have another one the week later. And then they're online and then they'll be in store. Look, if you're looking for cheap Chinese made goods, okay. And I'm not, this is not me knocking Walmart. They provide a great service and they provide jobs all around the country and around the world. I'm not knocking Walmart. I am suggesting you don't buy cheap Chinese goods for Christmas because, well, you got to get something and there's already going to be massive issues with the shelves. That's why these things are starting early. Shop local. Buy from a local retailer. Buy from a local artisan. Tell your kids now, it's not going to be an Xbox Christmas. We're doing it differently this year. And that's the way it is. Do it differently. There are local people where you live doing cool stuff. Give them your money. Don't give it to China. Doesn't matter if it's on sale. You do not need a 55-inch TV for $228. I don't care if you need a 55-inch TV. If it's a Chinese-made TV, it's valueless. It actually hurts. Buy local. Buy local. Facebook wants to rebrand. I think Jensaki would like to do that as well but for both of them the uh, the brand is well set this is Tony Katz today keep it right here